You're listening to Kick-Ass Radio for Kick-Ass People, the show where we interview awesome people who have achieved tremendous success in their lives. Our guests will share with you their story and five tips you can implement for living your kick-ass life. Now for our host, Christopher Rausch. That's right, ladies and gentlemen, it's my life, and I am Christopher Roush, and we are broadcast live from our studios here in sunny Southern California. You are at your place for motivation, inspiration, and edumacation. The Kick-Ass Radio Show starts right now, and we are here every Monday night, 6 p.m., to bring you the kick-ass best of what it takes to live your awesome life. What we do here is we teach you how to have an unstoppable attitude for personal and professional success. What is an unstoppable attitude? That is where no matter what, you get out of your own way and you actually lead a life that you're proud of and that one day you'll, be, you'll leave a legacy that you'll be so ecstatic about that you just, you just can't bear to stop until you achieve that. And what we do is every week my guest and I talk about Basically, overcoming fear, ending procrastination. We talk about setting and achieving goals. We talk about relationships. We talk about leadership. We talk about a whole bunch of stuff, and it's all designed to give you confidence immediately. It's, it's really designed that you can listen to these tips. My guest comes on here, and we share five tips that you can begin using immediately in your life. And, and when you think about that, I mean, that's, that's, pretty, that's pretty awesome because a lot of radio shows, I mean, they have entertainment value and everything. But my whole goal, I mean, we were celebrating our hundred and third, 104th show. Uh, so my whole goal is that each and every week you walk away with something, a little bit of homework, a little bit of action item that you can start implementing in your life so that you can have that personal and professional success. Uh, and do it authentically. I mean, obviously, you guys have been with me for a long time, my longtime listeners. You know that that's what I preach. I let you guys know when I'm having bad days or bad weeks. I'll let you know when I'm stumb- stumbling on something. You know, it's about authenticity for me, and it's it just really being transparent because we're all in this together. I mean, that's that's truly what it is. And that's the reason why I started the Kick-Ass Radio Show so long ago was just to have a voice to you guys out there and let you know, hey, you're not alone. And, uh, and we're here together every week to, to make sure that you have what it takes to have a kick-ass life. Um, so, yeah, we're here every Monday night, 6 p.m., without fail. And uh, if you're interested in going back, I really encourage you to go back and listen to some of the shows that we've had. I mean, we've had some extremely um, amazing guests. We've had New York Times bestselling authors. We've had you know entrepreneurs on here who uh, you know make seven figures, eight figures. Uh, we've had business and life coaches. We've had also ordinary people that just have extraordinary uh, stories. I mean, just uh, one of my favorite shows. We had Janine Lutz uh, talking about post-traumatic stress disorder, but we she she named it post-traumatic stress growth. And we talked about how her son came back from active duty and unfortunately took his life. And it was just an amazing show. We had somebody call in from Afghanistan. I mean, it was just it really opened my eyes to what our men and women are, are facing when they come back and have to reengage in society and what our military isn't doing to help them uh, to transition back. I mean, it's, it's really ridiculous. He killed himself because he was afraid he was going to hurt the people he loved. And that's really sad. And, but we've had, you know, uh, just, uh, just amazing shows. We've had some not so great shows. I mean, if you're in radio and you, and you have that, um, some of them are going to be great. You're going to be on sometime. You're not on, you know, it's just, it's just the way it is. But we come, here every single week and at the very least give you five tips um i know that at least you know there's probably four or five tips that we give in addition to that so there's no reason why you shouldn't be well on your way to living your dreams if you've been a long-time listener from uh from my shows uh if you want to go back and listen to those shows you can, you can go to christopherrausch.com it's r-a-u-s-c-h in case you didn't know how to spell roush uh christopherrausch.com you go over and hit the radio show tab, and halfway down, there's a link to iTunes. Uh, so you can go there, and if you're not an iTunes fan, you can just, of course, go to the thekickassradioshow.com uh, through my service provider, Blog Talk Radio, and you can actually sign up to follow the show there where you get email alerts saying, hey, it's coming on, uh, if you don't want to miss the show that way. So go back and listen to some of those shows, and then let me know what you think. You know, Let me know how we can improve the show. I'm always about constant evolution. I don't think that once you do something that, okay, that's the way it is. You know, I'm all about, you know, tweaking things. I'm thinking about actually making the show shorter because uh, I know some people are saying, wow, Chris, it's an hour and my commute's only 20 minutes, so I don't get to hear the whole show. You know, I'm thinking about possibly changing it to half an hour, maybe 20 minutes, maybe only doing three tips. Some people say, you know, five tips. Oh, my God, you know, my head's going to explode. So, you know, any feedback you can give me, that would be great. 
Uh, you can send us an email, info at thekickassradioshow.com. Again, that's info at thekickassradioshow.com. Um, and also you can send us an email if you have an idea for a guest. I'm currently in my next round of scheduling, so uh, you know, there you go. That's what you got to do. Um, and I really want to uh, emphasize this point. Um, I found uh, through doing impromptu surveys of my listeners, uh, you have a pen and paper ready to write down, you know, or your favorite mobile device, as long as you're not driving, um, and, and write down some of the stuff you're listening to tonight, and then take action on it. Because I think they just, uh, I just saw an infographic uh, earlier today, and it showed what successful people do, and successful people write stuff down. They actually write goals down. They actually make action lists. They actually have plans. Um, and I can tell you from all my years of coaching, anybody who thought they were successful, I asked them, okay, where's your marketing plan? Where's your business plan? Where are your goals? Where's the pro- the process? How, how are you measuring this? The successful people have it. The unsuccessful people have, oh, it's, it's in my brain. You know, it, it, that doesn't work. So as you're listening to the show tonight, think about some of the stuff, write it down. And then tomorrow or even tonight, start making an action plan say, okay, what am I going to do? Am I going to learn a little bit more about that? Am I going to try doing this? particular tip uh and just uh, just use it in your life so uh if you want to call into the show tonight we're actually really live uh so uh the number is 646-378-1582 uh again that is 646-378-1582 and for those of you guys who are getting your writing utensils right now i'll go ahead and repeat that a little bit later on so uh speaking of shows like i said uh we are uh we're on show 104 and my guest last week was uh, a lady named Dasha. Uh, she just she's kind of like Cher. She just goes by Dasha. I mean, her, she has a last name and everything. But Dasha was on here, and we were talking about perspectives and life decisions and vulnerabilities and just really just a just a kick-ass, authentic chat between two people that are in the personal development field. Um, and uh, yeah, we just we just we rattle off a lot of different things that you can use in your everyday life. And it's not stuff that would make you go, Oh my God, that's so huge. And, and that's going to take me forever. It's just little things that you, that you continue to tweak. And, and it's, and it's, it's also good for even she and I were talking for us to listen to. I mean, you know, if you, if you get around a good speaker or a good uh, coach, a lot of the stuff that we talk about is stuff that we need to hear ourselves, you know, reminders of, hey, why are we doing this? What's the, you know, what's the big thing? Are we thinking with the end in mind or are we looking at the short-term gratification kind of stuff? So uh, that show was really cool. You know, she's a, she's a great lady and we had a good time and the hour went, flew by like crazy. Um, so I encourage you to go back and listen to those shows. Again, just go to ChristopherRausch.com. You can find those. Um just uh, I've had a I've had a pretty cool week. Uh, last week I had a uh, got an opportunity again. Uh, I think I've told you guys I'm speaking to kids again. So I'm, every other Friday I'm going and speaking to uh, uh, at risk kids. These are kids that are on the verge of either being in uh, juvenile hall or in jail. Uh, these are the kids that have been kicked out of every other school that uh, they could possibly be in. So I've got an opportunity uh, out here in Southern California to go and talk to a group of about 60 kids, and it was really super cool. Uh, I know you guys have heard me talk about, you know, my passion for helping at-risk kids, but, uh, and, and sometimes it's, it's super cool. And sometimes it's, you know, some of the kids aren't paying attention to everything, but, um, for about an hour, we just, you know, I just talked and told my story and, uh, just inspired them just to not be a product of their environment, not to, not to listen to all the conditioning and all the bullshit, um, that has been going on in their life that got them to where they are at. And, uh, afterwards, you know, kids coming up to me, giving me a hug, telling me, thank you so much for being there. It just, it just really made my week. It was just, uh, it was just really awesome. Um, so if you have opportunities where I can come speak to kids in your neck of the woods, um, or, you know, obviously speak to your corporations, uh, just hit me up again. You can send us an email info at the kickassradioshow.com. Uh, love speaking with kids, love doing that. Uh, and just a little shout out for my YouTube page. I don't necessarily broadcast it too much, but uh, if you want to see some of the, the talks I've given the kids, uh, you can just go. It's the Christopher Roush uh, YouTube page. You can go over there, and I've got my uh, where I spoke to the, the junior high school I dropped out of. Uh, that presentation's there, which was awesome. That was a, one of the most amazing days of my life. Uh, and then last year I spoke at a foster youth conference. That's up there. So um, if you want to get an idea of what my style is when I speak to kids, uh, just go over there and check it out. So without uh, any further yip or yapper from me, uh, my guest tonight, I, uh, I've had the pleasure of getting to know over the last couple of years, and she's a true sweetheart. She's very authentic. She speaks her mind. Uh, she's got a lot of brilliant things to say. So I'm really excited about tonight's show. And her name is Kimberly Rinaldi. 
And uh, Kimberly is a speaker, author, and a radio personality just like me. And she teaches lessons in joyful living. Lessons in Joyful Living. Yes, she's recently launched her own radio network of the same name, and her programs are all about empowerment, providing the understanding that you have the ability to break through any and all barriers. And I love that, that you have the ability to break through any and all barriers. That's what we talk about here. We talk about having an unstoppable attitude, you know, putting all the bullshit excuses aside and just being able to break through those things and, and have an awesome life. I mean, you only get one chance at this. So uh, Kimberly's going to be on here talking about that. And by combining her decades of experience in corporate and business development as a master trainer of multiple healing and behavioral modalities, psychic medium, entrepreneur, and success coach, success coach, Kimberly's focus is on helping others get this. Wait for it. Wait for it. Is helping others to help themselves. So, ladies and gentlemen, please welcome to the Kick-Ass Radio Show my friend Kimberly Rinaldi. Kimberly! Christopher, I got exhausted hearing what I do. <laughs> <laughs> I know you you are an amazing woman. You have a lot of different things going on. And uh, I want to thank you for being on the Kick-Ass Radio Show tonight. And um, how are you? I'm wonderful. Thank you for having me. I, I love what you do. I love you personally. And as, as you oh. said, we aren't just, this isn't just an interview. This is this is two friends and colleagues sitting down and getting a chance to chat and catch up too. Um I'm good. I just got back from, oh gosh, I was in La Quinta, Palm Desert, took some time off, got to do some fun stuff, and, and I'm back to work. I'm, I'm back at my desk, if you will. <laughs> back at your desk. Well, um, uh, let me think, let me think, brain, brain, engage. Oh, so I basically, I mean, and this is the thing, I, 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 for all the listeners out there, I just read Kimberly's introduction, but Kimberly, what I would love for you to do is just, just to share with the listeners what you're about, where you've been, what your story is, and what makes you a kick-ass lady. Absolutely, absolutely. Um, I am, oh, Lordy, let, let me get comfortable. I, You know what, I started out in on. life... <laughs> I'm already there. I'm in a bathrobe. I started out in life in a circumstance that had me set up for failure or even worse. I grew up in in a circumstance where there was domestic violence, substance abuse, sexual abuse, uh, you know, just ugly, ugly things from the time I was very little. And by 11 years old, I was using drugs sexually promiscuous at 14, making really bad choices between 14 and 28. Um, Funny thing was I had trained in a good handful of the tools that I use, neuro-linguistic programming, hypnotherapy. And at 28 years old, I was a miserable human being. I I, I own it. I full-on own it. I was an – I can use language, right? I was an asshole. Oh, yes, you can, baby. I was an asshole. I was just – so hurt and so damaged and so miserable and so looking to blame everybody but myself for where I was in my life at 28 years old. And the thing is, you know, yeah, I had circumstances that that were not favorable, but I was also an adult for 10 years. I had trained in a number of tools, and I wasn't applying them. I was still waiting for other people to give me permission to change my damn life. And at 28 years old, I realized I had to change. Something had to give. I was, I was angry. I was unhappy. I was successful in business, but the rest of my life was just a friggin' train wreck. And I got tired of feeling like that. And I'm not going to say I wasn't suicidal. I wasn't actively suicidal. It was the if the bus hits me while I'm crossing a road, meh, okay, great. Yeah. Um, I had nothing to live for. I had no joy. I had no spark. I had no direction. And being successful in business wasn't enough anymore. And what I realized was all of the damage had cut me off from connecting with people, connecting with mm. the people who really mattered in my world. And I had to heal that. And I had to I had to find forgiveness. And I had to seek forgiveness for the crap I had done. And I started applying the tools I had used, and here I am 20 years later. I am 48 years old. I live in a world of miracle and wonder. I am, I, I am happy. I am joyful. I am blissed out. I live in joy, abundance. Just, you know, d- does bad stuff happen? Yes, but it's temporary. It's momentary, and I have the tools to understand that the peace that I hold 
is choice. I can choose where I am in every circumstance. I Mm. didn't feel Mm. I had choice prior to 28 years old. So that's what I overcame. The tools that I use are behavioral predominantly. While I do use a lot of the woo-woo stuff, um, we're now (laughs) finding that that the woo-woo, and I tell people embrace the woo. If you can't do both, embrace at least one. Um, We're finding that quantum physics and science are proving this vibrational concept is reality. Your brain, your mind, your creative consciousness, whatever you want to call it, is what is creating the reality around you. And that's part of the woo. And it's a beautiful time to be alive and to be sharing this information. So that's how I got here. And I get to stand in this place of peace, joy, and abundance and sing and shout and share with anybody who will sit long enough to listen to me. Oh, oh. well, thank you for uh, for that for that awesome uh, rendition of the life of Kimberly Rinaldi. I, for those of you guys who are just joining us, we are on the Kick-Ass Radio Show. My guest tonight is Kimberly Rinaldi, Lessons in Joyful Living. Um, Kimberly, wow. Uh, so 11 years old doing drugs. Well, what kind of drugs yeah. are you doing? Smoking pot, hash. I had dropped acid by 13, and I was drinking on a regular basis. Ooh, damn. No, I know. No you, and you look at me and you'd never know. I am so, we're going to say conservative and, and middle of the road at this point, but I, I was a wild child. No, I see the wild child. <laughs> <laughs> I see the vixen, the vixen behind All your right. eyes. <laughs> I'm going to make you blush. Um, you so, did. <laughs> so, uh, you know, 28 years old, your life sucks. You're, you're pissed off. Mm-hmm. You're blaming the world. What changed? What what happened? Did you see somebody that was successful and happy? Did you just finally just get to the end of your rope and say, "I got if I don't change, I'm going to die." I mean, talk to us about what the what was going on inside your brain. You know, it, it's an interesting circumstance. <laughs> I got married, and the man, Mr. Rinaldi, bless his heart. I talk about him on my show all the time. The man is a saint. The man <laughs> is a saint. <laughs> That's all I'm going to say. Um, I got married and. I had somebody in my immediate vicinity, somebody that I had to be intimately connected with, and not just sex, but intimacy, speaking, sharing space. Um, And I couldn't hide the bullshit anymore. I couldn't hide how miserable I was anymore. And he called me on it. And he asked me to take responsibility for it. And again, as I said, I had trained in a lot of these tools, but I had gotten really good at the, you know, do as I say, not as I do coaching concept. Mm-hmm. Yep. Um, so I, I had to really look inward. And the other part of it was um, I had to do some real soul searching and come to the understanding that I had to take responsibility for where I was. And up until that point, I wasn't. I wasn't mm. willing to. I wasn't looking at it. Um, damn it, don't you understand? My dad drank and knocked my mom around. Damn it, don't you understand? My mom drank and knocked me around. Damn it, don't you understand that my grandmother yeah. touched me inappropriately? You don't understand what I've been through. Well, okay. Mm-hmm. You know, those were my stories. That's what I was holding on to. But that wasn't my circumstance in that moment that was creating the bullshit that was not leading me to the joy. And the promise that my spirit brought in with human potential in this existence. Wow. So you 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 you, were, you said um, you said something earlier about vibrational mm-hmm. something or other. Does that have to do? Because I was just talking with a friend of mine. Does that have to do with tapping? Also, when you talk about vibrations, he was trying to explain to me this new thing. I guess it's a new thing about tapping. You tap points on your body, and it helps you get into better vibration and harmony. Is that the same thing? Well, EFT is one of the tools that can be used, and that's what it is, emotional freedom technique, and it's also called a tapping technique, where they tap on acupuncture meridians. It is one of the tools that can be used to increase your vibration. But if if you want a basic understanding of vibration, thought, emotion, experience, memory, those are all biochemical, electrical, stimulus circumstances. Their vibration. When you break down anything in this existence to its smallest subatomic microscopic um, particulate matter, it is energy vibrating. And the rate at which it vibrates determines how we perceive it. There is no solid matter in this world. 
what we're experiencing is vibration and we bring our experience to that vibration and that is how we perceive that vibration. So when you're talking about emotions, when you're talking about feelings, when you're talking about thoughts and memories and beliefs, it's vibration. When you're talking about your desk, when you're talking about the phone that you're on right now, when you're talking about the ass that you're sitting on, that's vibration too. Because really there is nothing solid in this world. Yeah, I guess that's true when you think about it. It's all it's all some sort of energy. Um, it is. Which, which leads me to my next question. In, in the introduction, we talked about uh, – um, I touched on the fact that you're a psychic and a medium – what? Because I've 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 had the pleasure with my wife. Who? Well, actually, that sounds pretty bad. Well, actually, that's pretty good. The pleasure with my wife. But the, that's um, right. She she's been she's been into um like paranormal activity. She's been into she's she's seen a few psychics. I guess mediums mm-hmm. uh, to try to touch base with her dad. Um, talk to us about that that part of your career and what that entails for you. I well, number one, I teach everything that I do, because I I am an educator at heart, and I believe in sharing this information. So in saying that, what I want to tell you is we all have these abilities. We all have the ability for psychic and medium experience. That is the part of our divine nature. That is what we bring in with us. Some of us came in with it a little bit stronger than others. I came in as a natural medium and as a psychic, and as a child I was speaking with the dead. Um, I can't sing to save my life. I can't bake to save my life, but I can talk to dead people. So those are just my natural tendencies. Um, But that being said, you know, I could take training with a vocal coach and learn how to carry a tune, and if I wanted to learn how to bake, I could go take cooking classes and work with the right people to learn how to, you know, put a cake together and not kill it. I just happened to come in with these natural tendencies, and I was. I was speaking with dead people Gosh, for as long as for, for as long as I have memory, the problem was I also came into a family with significant history of mental illness. <laughs> so around <laughs> ten or eleven years old, my mom's like, "Yeah, those people you're talking about. Can we not be so verbal about it? Can we not be so open about it?" <laughs> um, because she started questioning my sanity, and at that point, I did too. Yeah. And that was around the time that I also started substance abusing because I did not know how to shut it off. I had no control over it. And substance abuse is often how those of us who don't know how to handle that energy deal with it. And thus the drinking and the drug abuse for me, you know, age 11 on. Mm. Wow. So do you, when you when you have those experiences, because I don't know this, and up until probably about a year or two, about a, up until about a year or two ago, I'll be honest, I didn't believe in any of that stuff. I thought it was all hooey. I was like, okay, mm-hmm. that's that's freaking bullshit. How do you talk to a dead person? But I've actually been educating myself, and I'm actually reading a book um, called We Don't Die by a lady named Sandra Champlain. I'm not sure if you know mm-hmm. her. Um but just amazing book that just talks about the spirit and what we're made of because I've, I've, as I've gotten older, I'm 46, as I've gotten older, I've gotten a little bit more scared about, okay, uh, wow, you know, it's time's flying by pretty quick. You know, uh, this can't be all there is, you know, kind of freaking out a little bit. And so I started reading this book about, you know, spirits and how we're a spiritual being, um, you know, having a human experience like Dr. Wayne Dyer mm-hmm. says and everything. Um, do you Do you actually have like – people that you know contact you and 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 because I'm fascinated by how that all works cuz she's she says the same thing but it just it just blows my mind I actually had somebody walk up to me in an event and kind of read me for a second she's like oh your mom my mom wanted me to tell you that she's proud of you and I was like whoa whoa where did that come from and you know so talk to us about that you know i um as I said, I, I didn't know how to deal with it. And around the age of 28, when I got married, here's here's the other side of that coin, why, why Mr. Rinaldi is a, a saint. He's 10 years older than I am, and he's Italian Catholic, and we were married in the Catholic Church. And about a month after we were married, I was sitting reading my horoscope, having my morning coffee. And he walked in and he said, you realize, based on our faith, that's enough for you to go to hell. And I set the paper down, and I thought, oh, sweet Jesus, when do I tell you I talk to dead people? Because that's really <laughs> going to be an interesting conversation. <laughs> wow. Yeah. Um, it took about eight years for me to fully come out of the psychic closet with him. And, yes, I I do have people approach me um, out of the blue. I do have people's dead people show up for me. But I've learned in, in what I do, I have learned boundaries. 
both with the living and the dead. And I've learned, you know, how to have appropriate conversation and communication. So where I used to get woken up in the middle of the night with strangers standing next to my bed and I would freak out and, and, you know, go into that panic because there is a tangible, at that moment, person standing next to my bed and then I realized the house alarm hasn't gone off so nobody's come in um I now have boundaries nobody's allowed in my bedroom period so if I get up to pee or get a glass of water I've occasionally and still do run into people in my living room but then the conversation is you know I'll be happy to speak with you when I do my first meditation at 5 a.m so it's about having boundaries but um each and every one of us has the same ability. I just happen to be a little bit more naturally gifted in that regard. And I see people's dead pets, and I've had people's dead relatives show up. And I actually, um, two years ago, launched a paranormal investigating company, and we do we do events in public locations. Because I want other people to understand these are just people. Um, our group is called Into the Light Paranormal, and... Our our tagline is, we're there to help those who can't help themselves. And I'm really disgusted by how a lot of reality TV portrays the departed, if you will. Um, my conversation is, and this is what I believe, if you found a five-year-old crying on a city street, would you say, hold on a minute, I want to get some video, I want to get some audio, and then I'm going to come back in a week with my friends, can you do it again for me? <laughs> True. Because that is what that is what is happening. My opinion is, if you find a lost soul, someone who's stuck on this side, just as if you found a lost child, you have a moral responsibility to return them home. If you found that lost child on a city street crying, you wouldn't take pictures, you wouldn't take audio and say, "Hey, I'm coming back in a week with some friends. Let's do this again." You'd look for the parent. You'd look for an authority figure. So what we do, and our group is called Into the Light Paranormal. We're there to help people cross over if that is what they choose. And we do that. Wow. I have to tell you, Kimberly, that's that's really remarkable because I never thought of it that way, but you're so spot on. I mean, the commercialization and the, and the oh, let's, mm-hmm. you know, expose the, quote, unquote, the freak or whatever. But you're absolutely right. I mean, that's such, a, that's such an eloquent way of, of, of saying that. And I hope my wife's listening or she said she was going to listen to the show afterwards because I told her you were going to be on. And uh, that's really super cool. Yeah, I mean, it, I mean it, it, in one respect, the TV show is there to raise awareness. But like you're saying, you know, they're exploiting this person's pain in, in the afterlife, I guess, is what you're saying, right? Yes, and and honestly, that is someone's child. 99 times out of 100, yes, there are lower vibrational creatures we encounter occasionally, but 99 times out of 100, that was someone's child. That is a soul that's lost, that is that is lost on that city street, that is in distress. And I, yeah, I, that that is my my high horse for the day. That's the one I'm going to ride today. <laughs> <laughs> oh wow well if you guys are joining us we're on the kick-ass radio show we're talking with my guest tonight kimberly rinaldi we're talking about uh paranormal activities psychic medium type stuff we're going to talk about a lot of different things tonight um so i'm just going to throw this out there if uh if anybody comes through to try to talk to you uh about me feel free to just interrupt me and let me know because uh, i'm trying to remain open to those kinds of things i've actually uh was referred to uh, a psychic medium, uh, a guy named Bill Williams, I think, in uh, here in Southern California. My boss mm-hmm. is like me. He's like, nope, I don't believe it. I don't believe it. It's it's BS. Da 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 da. You know, I want to see tangible facts. And da 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 da. Well, after his brother died, somebody bought him a session with this guy. Yeah. And he came back and he told me, he goes, Chris, this guy knew stuff that my brother called me that I've never said out loud. You know, he knew yeah. stuff. And it was he was blown away. He died. he like literally turned white in front of me, telling me this because you know it was right around the time my mom passed away, and I'm actually at a point now, almost four years later, three years later. I can't. I, can't, I think she's been dead for three years. I don't know. My brain's dead right now. Um, and and thought about going and actually, uh, uh, you know, exploring that. And I don't know. It's a. Uh, it's 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 pretty. I mean, I think it's a gift that you can channel that. And um, and um, Sandra talks about it in the book. She says, you know, there's. Uh, there's ways that you can do um, uh, the sound, picking up the sounds of, of what they say, you know, using uh, like a fan. She says, use a fan. And sometimes the, the voices will come through there. I don't, I don't want to mess with mother nature. It's kind of like a Ouija board or whatever, but um, how, how 
are these people you know or are people just absolute strangers that are kind of like they they found you as the avenue to get through? I mean, how does that work? Yes and yeah, yes and yes. Um, we we did an event at the Star of India, which is in San Diego Harbor last summer. And we're actually going back this summer again for a two night event down there. Um, and we have audio, actual audio. There is recorded conversation with myself and the captain of the Star of India. And with three sailors who crossed over, we were able to help them home. And right at the end of the conversation, we have very – I mean, you can hear a conversation. You can hear questions and answers. And at the end of the conversation, there are three distinct thank yous for our assistance. Wow. And see, that for me, that is – that is bliss. That is that is returning that is returning a soul to its creative direction, to its purpose, to to home, if you will. Hmm. Wow. So do you believe in reincarnation? I do. There was a time and, and I'm raised Roman Catholic. We're taught that doesn't exist. Um, but with everything I've done, I absolutely do believe in reincarnation. I believe we have choices to make, and some of us come back more than others. Yeah, I, I, I'm starting to believe that as well. I mean, reading this book, it, it talks about that we're spirits up in in, in the ether, I guess, mm-hmm. if you will, and saying that we, we because everything is so beautiful, and we'll call it heaven, um, mm-hmm. they say it's so beautiful up there, and everything's tranquil, and there's no pain, and there's no misery, and there's all love but that we get tired of that and that we actually crave to have feelings and emotions and that we choose, like sometimes you say, oh, you know, you choose your parents. And in the book, she talks about, you know, that we actually get in line, you know, figuratively speaking, and we say, okay, I want to have a a human existence. And and last time my life was kind of easy. So she says that each, each time that we come back to earth, that we pick more difficult situations to be in, uh, to feel more and to have more of a human experience than actually having our lives be easier. It was, it was kind of uh, it was kind of interesting to, to read that and understand that and to kind of put it into perspective a little bit because I can't believe that this would be it. You know, it just it doesn't well, seem like that. And we live all expressions of of human existence. That's what I like people to try and remember. So judgment is something that we should reserve because we've lived or will live all expression of human existence. And what does that think exactly about mean? it? Well, um, think about the things that you judge other people for. And I'm not looking for a laundry list. I'm just, you know, do a mental for, for our listeners who are live and for those who are picking us up on podcasts. Do a little mental note of those things that you judge people around you for, maybe your family, your friends, people at work, um, whether little, big, or whatever they are. We live multiple existences of of human experience. We will have experienced that at some point or have experienced it at some point with the theory of reincarnation and multiple lives. So judgment is not something that does any good. Acceptance mm. and understanding of connection, that's where that's where healing is. That's where that's where humanity is. Well, that's good because that's where I'm at, and that's what I preach, and that's what I was doing just last Friday. I was telling the kids one of my news, one of my big soapbox things right now is that I'm telling people I, when I'm speaking in front of a crowd, I say, "Okay, look around the room," and invariably I attract people from everywhere: boy, girl, mm-hmm. tall, short, old, you know, gay, straight. I mean, everything. And um, and I, I told the kids, I said, "Look around the room," and sure enough, you know, different nationalities. Different. I mean, everything. And I said, okay. I said we tend to judge based on what we see. And 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 when you think about these things, I said I want you guys just to think about this. I said if you split us down the middle, we're all the same. We're all bleeding. We all have organs. We all have the same stuff. And that we even have that same stuff inside of us. The the desire to be significant. The desire for love and to be needed and to make a difference and to matter. I said we're all the same. You look around this room. There's not a single person in here who wouldn't love a hug. Who wouldn't appreciate you know to be listened to or or to to share an opportunity for for um, for uh, for love. And I watched the kids as they looked around. I said, just really think about it. I said, if you walked a mile in that person's shoes or if you walked a mile in her shoes, wouldn't you probably be just like that person? So how can you judge them for being different when they're just being who they're supposed to be? 
And afterwards, the kids, a couple of kids came up to me and like, I really like how you said that. You know, I was really kind of cool. I always thought, you know, this way, but, you know, kind of opened my eyes. Um, healing and behavior modality. Talk to us about what are some of your favorites and, you know, that have the greatest impact on your clients. Um, you know, I I am trained in so many I love working with what people call the unconscious or subconscious. I call it creative consciousness because there's nothing unconscious or subconscious about it. Your conscious mind is your goal setter. So let's let's use the term or the the process of smoking. People want to quit smoking. And we all know if you've ever smoked, we all know how well that works. I'm going to quit smoking. I'm going to quit smoking. I'm going to quit damn it, I'll quit tomorrow. I'm going to quit smoking. I'm going to quit smoking. I'm going to quit smoking. Um, your conscious mind is the goal setter, but where change happens is in that creative consciousness, that that other area of the brain that gets hung up on limiting beliefs, gets hung up on the bullshit that we tell ourselves, gets hung up on the bullshit that you heard from your third grade teacher one time in passing. And that's where the greatest change happens. So I love neurolinguistic programming. I love hypnotherapy. I love all of the tools that can get into that space because they're able to affect change quickly. I was a two-pack-a-day smoker and had no desire to quit and in a single hypnosis session quit smoking in 1989. And that's how I started studying hypnotherapy and that's how I started studying all of these tools because I kept thinking, how in the hell did this work? <laughs> wow. And what and I noticed that on your blog you wrote about net therapy and I actually just had I was just recently introduced cuz I like I like all that all the stuff that you're talking about as well. What, what about net therapy do you like? And 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 what kind of successes have you had with it? I actually haven't. That was a guest blog from a friend and colleague Dr. Michelle Lim. I was actually going today to go experience it and there was a scheduling Mix up. So I was hoping to be able to talk to you about it today. Oh, wow. But yeah, I have not experienced it. She and I have talked about it several times. She's very well versed in it. Um, but it is. It's another, it's another energy healing modality if you want to look at it from that perspective. But even talk yeah. therapy is an energy healing modality. Again, emotions, thoughts, beliefs, they're all biochemical electrical stimul- or response to stimulus, whether internal or external. It's energy. And so basically the premise of it is that you go back to that pain and, and an experience, they don't know time. And apparently the pain can be associated, like if I have a sore neck or something like that, I've had this constant mm-hmm. pain, that it could be tied to an emotional event that happened in the past. And when you deal with that emotional event, the pain goes away, right? Absolutely. And, and here's something that a lot of us who work in these fields and therapeutic processes believe, that all illness, injury, and infirmity stem from negative emotions stored in the body. And, you know, tomato, tomato, six of one, half dozen of another, whichever tool that you find works with a client, it's because that's what the client is willing to work through. So, you know, there's this old training conversation. There are no resistant clients. There are only inflexible therapists, which is why I have so many tools because I refuse to be inflexible. So... (laughs) And you like yoga, so you're definitely flexible. There you go, exactly. So, yeah, I'm psychic. I knew that. I know. So <laughs> no, yeah, so you know, I, 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 people ask, you know, what's my favorite thing? Whatever I happen to be working on at that moment, that's my life. So whatever is in front of me, that's what I happen to be absolutely in love and passionate about at that moment. Nice, nice. I've actually, um, I had a, a good friend of mine on Facebook. She's been trying to get me to see. Uh, can't remember her name now. Dr. Julie, somebody in, in Westwood who does uh, net therapy. Um, mm-hmm. So we our schedules just haven't coordinated to uh, to go check that out. But uh, um, so uh, you're here on the Kickass Radio Show, obviously to share your tips. So give us Kickass Tip Number One. You know, none of us makes it out of this alive, and I hear this not only from my clients, but from people in my world, and you'll hear it from people in your world, one day, someday. It's not on the fucking calendar. None of us makes it out of this alive. Live your life while you can. Stop trying to schedule shit one day or someday. They're nowhere on the calendar. Mm -hmm. 
So what, what advice would you have for somebody who is, uh, I'm a to-do list kind of person, and I, I definitely understand what you're saying. I'm a to-do list kind of person. I'm a, okay, mm-hmm. let's put it on the calendar. I have 10 different calendars. How do we, how do you recommend, how do you work with your clients to be able to break out of that? Okay, this is, I've always been a planner. I, I put things into boxes. I have to know what I'm doing Monday at three o'clock. How do you get people to let that go? Take the first step. Just take the first step. Frankly, you know what? Know where your outcome is. Take the first step. The rest will reveal themselves. Because, mm-hmm. you know, it, it, and again, it's an old adage, perfect perfect in action. You're going to beat it with, you know, imperfect action every time. Yeah. I make mistakes all the damn time. All Good the damn you. time. That is why I am so freaking successful. I am so willing to fall. I am so willing to fail. I am so willing to fuck up. <laughs> Take the Yay! first step. Yes. Which it's so, I mean it's so true. I mean that's what I tell people and a lot of the people that I that I help it's like, you know, every day is a new people know me. Every day is a new day and what doesn't kill me makes me stronger. I mean it's tattooed on my forearm now. What doesn't kill me only makes me stronger. And I tell mm-hmm. people go out go out there and fail your way to success. And yeah. and people They'll listen to me like, huh? I'm like, fail your way to success. Go out there and purposely say, I'm going to get 10 no's right now. I'm going to make this offer. I'm going to sell my widget. And I'm going to get. I'm going to go out there and purposely get 10 no's. And then as soon as you start figuring out your ratio, it's like, oh, for every 20 no's, I get a yes. Okay, I'm, my goal is to go out and get 60 no's today so I can get three yep. sales. And yep. just go out there but and learn from it and enjoy the process. So many people, I think, and, I, and, and tell me if you agree, so many people get hung up on the, the need to be perfect, like you said, and, and because of the, the judgment thing that goes back to when we were kids, it's like, oh, you know, when you're when you're right and you're and you're correct and then you shine and everybody loves you and when you're wrong and you you got a bad report card, then you're in the doghouse and you're a piece of shit. Um I mean it's that's one of the things I help people is, is is overcoming that past condition. It's like, oh, you know, I was always told I was stupid or I was always told I was a failure. Well, it's your choice, like you said earlier. It's your choice to believe that, and it's your choice to continue living that life. What recommendations do you have for people to change some of that that written language that they've subscribed to their entire life? You know, and this was part of what I was talking about earlier. Um, When you own it, you can change it. Quit blaming everyone and everything for where you are in your life. And owning it is different than culpability. Owning it is saying, you know what? From this moment forward, I'm in charge. I'm not going to wait for my parents to have done a better job. I'm not going to wait for there to be money in the bank. When you own it, you can change it. Quit blaming everyone and everything for where you are in life. Take that stand and move forward with it. Mm-hmm. Nah, I couldn't agree more. I, I've told the story here on the show, but in case we got new time, new listeners, um, I have a sister, and most people don't know I have a sister. I have a half-sister. And I did not get a chance to hang around with her much after she departed us when she was 16 years old. And I reconnected with her in 2005. And I had been through being homeless with my mom, on the streets, drugs, violence, gangs, shoplifting, suicide, all this other stuff. And I had come out the other side with a master's degree and, and being where I'm at in life. And when I reconnected with her, I figured, okay, her dad was well off. I figured, okay, she's going to be like, you know, super on the spot and everything. And I was horrified when I found out she's exactly like my mom. She turned out with all these psychiatric disorders. I went into the same profession. My, and she hated my mom. She despised my mom. And she turned out exactly like her because she did that very same thing you're talking about. She blamed my mom forever. And she hung on to that. And she made it her her own self-fulfilling prophecy. It was It blew me away. She had the cats, you know, the Brazilian cats. She had all the books. She you know, blamed everybody in society for how screwed up she was. And she couldn't believe that I stayed with my mom all those years and I turned out differently. And she goes, how did you do that? And I'm like, I'm going to give you a really complex answer. I chose not to be like her and I read books and I surrounded myself with smart people. <laughs> I did it differently. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> and Not I that hard. I couldn't stay around her. I really couldn't. I I had to wish her well in life. I was like, wow, you're just you had the victim mindset from. Uh, it, it blew me away. I just finally one day I said, you know what, Maria, you have a nice life. I wish you the best, but you're not going to be a part of this journey. You're just yeah. And I and I really do. I wish her the best. But when people hang on to that stuff, it's like, okay, is that serving you? How's that working for you, Doctor Phil? You know, how's that working for you being an idiot? Um, yeah. So I'm glad you said that. Uh, give us kick-ass tip number two. Avoidance is not resolution. 
truly everybody wants to avoid pain. That is, that is, you know, we shoot for pleasure, but avoidance of pain is the greater motivator. But avoidance is not resolution. You have to actually resolve things in your life. You know, and this goes back to, and actually when you own it, you can change it, was number two. This goes back to the second one. You, ha- you have to get serious about looking at the shit that you're doing. When Johnny comes home and complains, all his teachers hate him. At some point, you have to look at Johnny. Guess what, Buttercup? You are the common freaking denominator in this equation. <laughs> Chances are Johnny's an ass. So, you know, own it. Don't avoid it. Take the step. Vow to resolve it. Get whatever you need, whatever resource you need to make the change. Because obviously, if you're not resolving it, you either don't have the perspective or the tool that you need to make the change. Get it. I don't care what it Mm. takes. You can find it at a damn library or Google it at this point. Oh, yeah. No, I mean, it's it's so true. When you have when you have situations going on, I tell people, you know, there's no excuse. There's a library, which is free. And there's Google and there's mm-hmm. YouTube. There's no reason why you cannot learn new behaviors, even if you don't have any money. I tell people that if they want to go on Google, you could type in, uh, you could type behavioraltherapy.pdf, and you will find people who have posted PDF documents and reports and stuff like that. That you know, there's just no excuse for, for that. Like you said, the ignorance of, well, okay, you know, geez, you know, it's not my fault and it's everybody else's fault and it's the president's fault and it's the news media. Okay, well, great. Well, what do you, where, how are you being a part of the solution as opposed to part of the problem? Right. Right. Yeah. But no. it's just true. Some people just aren't, and it goes back to that, like you said, the pain versus pleasure. It comes back to that point like you were when you were 28 years old where the pain of, of existing and being the same way was, was, was too great and you decided to make a change. And I think that's, you know, I'm learning more and more as I get older that, you know, as much as I think I'm a great motivator and an inspirational person, you know, until that person is really ready to say, you know what, I acknowledge the fact that I do this and I make these choices and I'm this kind of a dick, I'm ready to change, that people just, you know, would rather get off doing the lazy stuff and, and seeing if that works well, it- for them. If you want to go into the whole behavioral analysis, it comes down to secondary gain. We stay in that circumstance as long as the pain of being where we are is less than the pain of changing, and we are either getting something out of it or we're getting out of having to do, be, or behave a certain way. So there is a secondary gain, a payoff, if you will, for doing the same shit. Mm. Yeah. I mean, half the time it's misery loves company. So you have people that are around you. They're like, "Oh, okay, see, we we banded together. We're we're justifying our own happy existence." Oh, there's um, there's a whole, <laughs> and it starts with people standing up and saying, "My name is, and I am a." <laughs> yeah. There's a whole mentality and group speak around it, and it's unfortunate because it really does keep people stuck in their addiction as well as other behaviors. Yes. I told you guys, she's brilliant. I told you, I told you, I told you. Eener, neener, neener. Uh, give us kick-ass tip number three. Um, you know what? People talk about being positive or negative and, and optimist or pessimist and is the glass half empty or the glass half full. Here's my take on it. Be grateful you have a goddamn glass. Seriously. Mm-hmm. Gratitude. Don't worry about where you are. Find the freaking gratitude. There is something to be grateful about. And I've had people stare me down in classes and say, what about the homeless person who's eating out of a trash can? Well, let's see. They found food. They're mobile. They're Mm -hmm. ambulatory. What else? You you want me to find things for them to be grateful about? They're breathing. Mm -hmm. Find gratitude in every single day. I don't care how hard it is find it because it does change your biochemistry ultimately and while i embrace the woo woo and yes i'm a psychic and yes i'm a medium but i've studied behavior and communication for 26 years we become biochemically addicted to our emotions and our behaviors this is why we keep doing it over and over again it is an addiction it is a biochemical addiction so the person who is crabby is always we we know that person They'd bitch if they got hung with a brand new rope. We know that person. <laughs> There's the person who's always in, you know, anxiety state. Oh my God, I'm going to be late. Oh my God. Yep. We know that person. I was a combination of both. 
Now my addiction is peace. Peace and joy. That is my go-to. Does it mean I don't get angry? I get pissed off. I, you know, it just doesn't feel good and I don't stay with it as long. I get mm-hmm. frustrated. It doesn't feel good and I don't stay with it as long. Mm-hmm. But my biochemical addiction now is peace and joy. Gratitude was at the base of it. Mm-hmm. Find something to be grateful for, and every day it's going to start changing those biochemical responses. You will change your brain chemistry. You will change your thoughts, your emotions, and ultimately the world around you. Yeah, and plus, going along that same line is you when you look at things to be grateful for, you find more things to be grateful for. If you look for things that oh, this is a shitty life, and this is you know, you're going to find it. And one of the yep. things I do is for a while I did a gratitude journal every night. I would write down three or four things I was grateful for. And then now what I do is I tried something different because I wasn't being as consistent. I kind of got, well, I've done this for five years. You know, I'm gonna, I don't mm-hmm. need to do that anymore. But then I, was re- then I noticed that bad things were coming into my life, bad thoughts were coming into my life. And I said, wait a minute, I'm not practicing a gratitude lifestyle. So now what I do is when I go to sleep, I lay my head on the pillow and I say out loud what I'm grateful for that day. So I'm like, okay, I'm so thankful today for this and that and this and that. And I say it out loud. And I've noticed that when I wake up in the morning, I do the same, very same thing. I'm like, you know what? Wow, I woke up. I've got my eyes. I've got my legs. Um, mm-hmm. You know, I'm so – and I look for other things to be grateful for. And it was it's funny you mentioned this because I had a guy the other day when I was talking with this, I was giving him a little mini coaching session. And he's like, you know what, Chris? You know, we all can't be like you, Mr. Motivational, Mr. Positive, and da-da-da-da. You know, <laughs> some of us have real problems and da-da-da-da. And I said, whoa, 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 wait, 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 wait. I said, did you, by any chance, go into a room in your house or your apartment, wherever you live, and did you, by any chance, turn a lever on a wall and have water come shooting out of your wall? And he was like, mm-hmm. were you talking about a shower? And I'm like, yeah, you have hot water coming out of a wall into your place where you live anytime you want it. That's pretty freaking kick-ass. I mean, when you think about people in, in other worlds and, 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 and countries that you know have to walk 10 miles to get a bucket of water, that's pretty freaking cool. Did you by any chance you know, flip a switch and have a light come on? You know, yeah. there's, there's, there's things all around us. Um, that's, that's one of the, one of my high horse things. It's like, okay, wow. Did, can you actually see out of your eyes? Those are, that's a pretty cool thing. Cause if you're blind right now, you, your, your shit, your, your shit list would be a lot longer. <laughs> yeah. Um, yeah. You know, find that gratitude, find that space. It makes all the difference in your biochemistry. It starts changing who you are at a core level with your commentary about, um, the gratitude journal, it's actually required in all of my trainings. And the reason I require it and at night is you will marinate in your own thoughts for six to eight hours. Damn it, make them good ones. Yeah. Yeah, like Kate Upton. No, mm-hmm. I shouldn't have said oh, that out loud. okay. <laughs> <laughs> Honey, I love you. I know you're listening sometime. Um, all right, give us kick-ass tip number four. Learn to bless the lesson. And this comes with gratitude. When you're blessing the lesson, it means you understand that there is something in it you needed from that experience. Every experience is neutral until you put a value on it. I don't care how horrific the experience is that you come up with it to to give me to have the argument, to have the debate. While it's happening, you are processing it. Rather than putting a negative value on it, learn to bless the lesson. Find what you need from it and walk away because when you bless the lesson, you know you're over it. How many times have you resisted a circumstance only to have it show up for you over and over and over again? Mm -hmm. So give us an example of where you had to bless the lesson in your life. Oh, Lordy. (laughs) (laughs) Bad relationships before I met Mr. Rinaldi. My mother said I had asshole radar. If there was an asshole in 100 miles, I would find him and fall in love with him. And better (laughs) yet, if he was abusive and married, oh, my God, that made him doubly attractive in my world. Um, I I had to bless the lesson. I had to really sit and not be angry with myself for making those choices, not be angry with those partners that I had chosen who were involved in that circumstance. I had to really sit and love myself enough to say, you know what, I deserve better. And when this shows up again, I'm going to bless it and let it go. I don't have to walk that path anymore. Mm -hmm. 
Well said. Well said, my dear. I hope you guys are out there listening to this because this is brilliance. Brilliance, I tell you. <laughs> um, last but not least, give us kick-ass tip number five. Give back. Give back. I, I, My programs are called Lessons in Joyful Living, and I talk about that. When you find your lesson, that's what you're here for. That's your life purpose. I call it Lesson in Joyful Living because we all have one. It's different for every one of us. But that is only half of the equation. When you understand the other half of the equation, you turn around and you share that lesson. You climb to the top of that hill. You hold that place of peace, joy, and abundance. And you hold that space for everyone else. Give back. It is so imperative. It is so important. Help someone else so that maybe they don't have to do the heavy lifting in their world. Mm-hmm. It's it's your 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 tips are so spot on, sweetheart. It's it's one one of the things I used to do was called I called it pay it forward coaching, where I would actually mm-hmm. do it for free, and then I would have the person go pay it forward to three other people, and come back and tell me about the experience. And it wasn't my coaching that helped them; it was the fact that they went and they either sang at old folks' homes, or they went and visited kids at cancer wards, or they went and uh, helped homeless people. Whatever it was, when they came back. Their, their, like you said, their chemistry was different. They were just like, "Wow, Chris, you know, here I am." And we just talked about it. I was bitching about this, and and I and I was like, "Oh my God, you know, I walked into the cancer ward and saw these kids and brought them stuffed animals, and it was just like, oh my God, life is not that bad." And so the lesson yeah. was in 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 doing the volunteer. And that's why I tell people whenever you're having a shitty day, go do something nice for somebody. You know, do the whole pay for their Starbucks or whatever it is. Especially go give a homeless person some some food or even just listen to them. And it's amazing how that comes back in your life. So I think that's uh, that's a very awesome, very awesome tip. And all your tips are very awesome. So I encourage you guys, if you guys haven't been writing this stuff down, go back and listen to the show. It's going to be on podcast probably in about another hour. Go back and listen to some of the stuff and just think about what it is that you're hanging on to. Some of that, that negative emotion that you're, you're, that you're using to justify you as a victim as opposed to being a victor and saying, hey, you know what? I mean, I know in my life there are dozens of opportunities for me to go, well, you know, geez, you know, I was beaten and I was this and I was, you know. But I didn't let it define me. I sat there and made a choice like we've been talking about through this whole broadcast. I made a choice to say, no, I'm going to sit there and immerse myself in Tony Robbins tapes. And I'm going to immerse myself in Zig Ziglar and, and, uh, and, and Dr. Wayne Dyer and, and, and Les Brown and all his other stuff and go to school and, 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 and learn what it takes to have a kick-ass life and, and not to be a victim of my situation and, um, you know, I really encourage you guys to do that, you know, to, to, to be around people like myself and Kimberly and just choose to be to live while you're alive. I mean, I think that's I think that's one of my key things. Where can people get a hold of you, Kimberly, and, and, and so they can continue this conversation and find out more about your, your offerings and how you help people uh, live an awesome life? They can find me at KimberlyRinaldi.com, and that's K-I-M-B-E-R-L-Y-R-I-N as in Nancy, A-L-D as in David I.com. Or they can find me on my own radio network at L-I-J-L-Network.com for Lessons in Joyful Living Network. Yes, you do have your own network. You have your own radio show. What's in the, the radio show is uh, Lessons in Joyful Living. I've been on your show. It's yeah. uh, it's quite phenomenal. And every week, every day. No, you're on every day, right? I'm on daily. I'm on five days a week because I'm crazy that way. You are a nut job. I can. I'm almost not even thinking about doing my show every week anymore. But um, so yeah, connect with Kimberly. I I I don't like I told you guys. You know, for all my longtime listeners, I only have people on here that I know that I trust and respect, and I know can make a difference in my life because I need to hear these things as well. As much as I've surrounded myself in it, you know, it's 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 good to re, to remind myself and uh, and to do those things. So connect with Kimberly if you guys are listening on your mobile devices, you're driving. Um, I'll make sure all of her information is available on the show page. Just go to the Kickass Radio show.com and you'll find Kimberly's information there. So connect with her. Uh, she's truly an awesome spirit. And, uh, and uh, again, if you guys have any ideas for guests for the radio show, just send us an email info at the kickass radio show.com info at the kickass radio show.com. Um, and um, yeah, it just, you just, I just want you guys out there just to really own what we're talking about here and just, and just decide that you're not going to be a victim of your experiences anymore and to go out there and make the world a better place. I think that together, all of us, 
can make the world a better place. So, Kimberly, thank you so much, sweetheart, for being on the show. I really, truly appreciate it. I want to have you back on because we could talk about so many other things. To all my listeners out there, thank you so much. I appreciate you, and I hope you guys all have a super kick-ass week. Signing off.